Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. Let me just ask a question. How many of you would like to hear from God? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you'd like to hear from God. How many of you have like a question? You're like, if just, there's something specific that you're like, I'd really like some direction in this one area specific. Raise your hand. Okay, all right. That's next week. So next week, we're starting a series on how to hear from God. All right? So now that you raised your hand, you need to be here. That is for you next week. This week, we are going to be doing baptisms. And baptism really is, it's the second step in a, in a believer's walk or in, in their journey, so to speak. That's really what it is. In Matthew 28, 19, Jesus is talking, and he tells his followers this. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. He says, make followers of Jesus Christ. If you are a believer, that's you. You are a disciple. He says, and then baptizing them in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the name of the Holy Spirit. So today, that's what we're going to get to do. Towards the end of the service, we're going to uncover this thing, because if you didn't know, this is a hot tub, but it's not very hot, FYI, because we got here this morning, and maybe you noticed when you washed your hands in the bathroom, but there's no hot water at the school this morning. So... We are doing baptisms, and Seth and a bunch of that dream team, they were awesome. And the only place that we figured that we could find some hot water is we've got a coffee maker. So it, it's, it's clean water, but it might smell a little bit like roaster's coffee, just so you know. Because <laughs> we ran the hot water through there and been dumping it in here to take the bite off of it this morning. Just, just to kind of take the bite off. Not that it, was, it, was, it wasn't frozen water, it just was not hot water. But that's what we're going to be doing, is we're going to give people the chance to take the next step in their journey or their walk with God. Because as Jesus said, he said, make disciples and then baptize them. This is what we do. Step one, step two. So what is baptism? Well, here's what it is. Romans chapter six, verse one. Now, we're going to go through this, and I've got these scriptures. But as always, if you have your phone, you can go to, I hope you've downloaded the YouVersion Bible app. Um, it's free. It's an amazing app. Uh, you can listen to Bible on there, lots of different Bible translations. It's great. Another thing you can do is today you can go on there and go under their events. Look up Life West, and all of my notes are on there, all the scriptures. So you can go over there and be like, oh, that's why we do this. Because I would hate for you to ever make a decision based on what I said. I want you to know what God's word says, and you can say, oh, this is what it is. Maybe you can look at it later, and you can add your notes to it. But you version. That's there for you. And so these scriptures are in there as well. But we're going to start right here in Romans chapter 6, verse 1. Talking about baptism and what it is and what it's supposed to represent. What are we doing this for? Well then, should we keep on sinning? This is verse 1. So that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? If he's just going to forgive us, he says, should we just keep sinning so he can keep forgiving? And he can show how forgiving he is? Verse 2. Of course not. Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten? He's talking to believers and he says, have you forgotten that when you were joined with Christ in baptism, that's what we're talking about this morning. If you're joined to Christ with baptism, we were joined in his death. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. 
And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. We identify with Christ. Jesus died and rose again. And this is what he says here. I love it. He says, and when we get baptized, we're identifying with him. And I love what it says there in verse four, that we now, we also may live new lives. This is not talking about heaven. This is talking about now, that we died to our old way of living, that we could live anew. Verse five, since we've been united to him, with him in death, we also have been raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. Woo! I'll take that. Sin can lose its power in our lives. We die to it. We get rid of it. We are no longer slaves to sin, verse 7, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. See, this is not a religious ritual that we are doing. This isn't a ritual that we do. We identify with Christ in what we're doing. This is the next step in every believer's life. We're not reformed. We're not rehabilitated. We're not revived. People get revived every day. We got those machines. You put it on them and you yell clear. Okay, that, that revives people. But that's not what we're talking about. This is we die. Our old way of living, we die to that. We die to that flesh. We die to that old way. And we say, God, I'm gonna live anew. And we're raised, the Bible says, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, we're raised so that we can live that life now, so that we can live that. We're raised new. This is a symbol. Now, it's a symbol of something that actually happens spiritually. Now, wedding, a wedding ring is also a symbol. Now, I'm, I'm actually not wearing mine this morning. Um, I, I, said that, I said that in the first service. We, if you didn't know, we have a service for our dream team before this. And uh, they all go, ooh, he's not wearing his ring, he's not wearing his ring. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not wearing it because I broke it. Uh, it was, uh, I've got a rubber one. We started off, when I first got married, I had like a, a, a ring ring. Like, I was like, this is a man's ring. It was like tungsten. It was this big thing. It was heavy. Um, but I told Becca, I was like, honestly, I'm like, I feel like this thing is sucking the life out of me. Like, the ring, not the marriage, like the ring, okay? <laughs> like, it was, a, it was never the right temperature. Like, it, it, it felt weird. It was awful. And so I got the silicone one, which I absolutely loved, but I, I ripped it off, and I, I ripped it. I didn't rip it. I didn't rip it off. Wow, it's coming out interesting. Marriage counseling, here we go. But a, 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 a ring is a symbol. It's a symbol. You see me not wearing it, you go, oh, what's going on there? Even worse than that, you see me like take it off and put it in my pocket. You're like, what is he doing? You probably wouldn't come back the next Sunday. Like, there's something wrong with you. What is going on? It's a symbol of what has happened when we got married. Because spiritually, the Bible says the two become one. God says, what God has joined together, let man not separate. That God joins us together when we get married. The two become one. Not halves becoming a whole, but two become one. And a ring, we understand, you understand that a ring symbolizes that covenant that I've made with Becca, that it symbolizes a covenant. Well, baptism 
Although the water itself, there's nothing special about the water. I had somebody call me one time um, I, at the last church I was, I was working at, and they called me, and they were like, I need to get baptized today. And I was like, awesome, I'm, I'm glad you're excited. Uh, it's April, and why don't, the baptism isn't full here, like what's, what's going on? I'm like, here's when the next baptisms are coming. And he's like, no, I need to get baptized today. And I'm like, ooh, okay. And, and that's happened before. We've had people who uh, are being deployed, and they're like, I need to get baptized today. Or they're like, you know what, this is something I've been waiting for. I, I just have to today. I've baptized people in swamp water. I've baptized people in, in pools in April. I've baptized people, like, yeah, people are like, we just want to do it. And I'm like, okay, somebody's like excited to make this decision, and they just want to get it done. And I said, okay, why do you want to get baptized? And I wasn't ready for his answer. He goes, I need to get baptized at church. And I said, why? And he goes, because I'm in a wheelchair. And my dad told me that if I get baptized, I'll be healed. And I just told him, I said, there's nothing special about the water. And he's like, what? Like, it comes from the same rusty city pipe that yours does. Like, baptism is a symbol it represents something that happens spiritually. And I'm like, I'd love to pray for healing. Let's do that. But that's not what baptism is. Baptism is us dying to our old way of living and being buried with Christ the same way that Jesus was buried and being raised from the dead, which is what it says in Colossians 2.12. Having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him our faith, raised with him through our faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. We identify with Christ. This is every believer's step. This is something for every one of us to do. All of us have to come to a place where we say, God, you are my Lord, you are my Savior, I wanna do things your way. And we begin, and the next step is this, is we get baptized, we get baptized, another reason we get baptized is because Jesus was baptized. He was our example. 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, Paul writes, follow my example as I follow Christ. If we look at what Jesus did, Jesus got baptized. Matthew 3, verse 16 is one of the accounts of Jesus being baptized. It says, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. Let me just say, it would be a lot easier to sprinkle but when we look at the scripture and we want to do it the way that Jesus did, he came up out of the water. And in fact, the word baptismo literally means, it means, which is where we get baptized, is it means submerge, immerse. It implies submersion, immersion. It's like, hey, this is what you're doing. You're going under, which is why we go through the trouble of bringing in an inflatable hot tub, filling it with warmish water, <laughs> because we want to do what Jesus said to do. We follow his example, and in following that example, it's a symbol, and today, I'm going to tell you, one of the things you're going to see is you're going to see some young people getting baptized, and what we see over and over in scripture is this, something that we call believer's baptism, because I know there's people in here who were baptized as a child, your parents wanted to dedicate you to Christ, they wanted to dedicate you to God, and so they went 
and they baptized you as an infant. I think it's a great gesture for a parent to dedicate their child to God. We do child dedications here. But what, the, what we see over and over in Scripture is believers' baptism. I'll just read quick three Scriptures. Acts 2.38, Paul, or excuse me, Peter replied, repent and be baptized. What came first? Repent. Matthew 3.16, confessing their sins, they were baptized. What came first? They confessed their sins. Acts 8.12, but when they believed, Philip, as he preached the gospel in the kingdom of in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. What came first? They believed. So what we teach is what we call believer's baptism, which means if you have not been baptized since you believed, then now's the time. Take that next step. Take that next step and say, today I'm going to be baptized. So some of these young, younger kids that you're going to see, if you can accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the next step, no matter what age you are, is to be baptized. Uh, we say this all the time, you hear it, there's no junior Holy Spirit. They get the same salvation that you and I get. It is the same thing. Nobody gets something special. There's not an A, a B, a C. There's not an above 40 package and an above 20 package. And the, you get the teenage package. That's, that's not how it works. Jesus died once and for all for everybody. What he did, he did for all of us. It's done. And it's not a degree. It's not like I got to get double, keep me under there when I was really bad. No. No, Jesus covered it all. It is done. It is taken care of. It's the same package. You might think, no, you don't know what I did. I don't need to know. He knows, and it's already taken care of. He covered it by his blood. But baptism is that second step. It's that public declaration of, God, I want what you have for me, and I'm going to declare that I am going to do it. And I'm going to die to my old way of living. I'm completely yours. Fill me with your power. I want to live anew. And that's what we get to see today. And I love, I love it. Philip, he's, he's, he's leading the guy to the Lord as they're going down the road. And they're going down the road and he leads this guy to the Lord. They're reading the scripture. He explains it to him. The guy's like, this is amazing. He, and while they're going, the man accepts Christ. And he looks over and he sees some water. And so he says to Philip, he goes, look, there is some water. What is stopping me from being baptized? And Philip's like, oh, nothing, I don't know. So they jump out and they go get baptized. He's like, let's do it. Let's do this. Let's get you baptized. Let's do this. This is the second step for every one of us. So here's what I want to say to every one of you. Maybe you were not planning on getting baptized today, but look, there's some water in here. What's stopping you from being baptized? Maybe you think, well, I, I want to honor what my parents did. I love that your parents did something as a child, but this is you and your decision, saying, God, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to die to my old way of living. And you might say, well, I don't have, what, what about clothes? We've got shorts, and we've got underwears, and stuffs, and that, that, that stuff. If you need something, we've got it. And Seth is in the back, and if you're like, hey, I just want to get baptized this morning, then you go right back to the door and say, where can I find some clothes? And they'll help you out. You can change. You can come right back in here and get in this not so not so cold water. Just jump right in here. Look at me just making it so appealing. Very, very appealing. But really what it is, is a decision that you make. You say, I want to do this today. Today I'm going to take that second step. And I'm going to be baptized. This is for every believer. And the rest of us, we're going to be here just cheering you on. We're going to be cheering everybody on. 
But here's what it is. It is a believer's baptism. So before we get into this, before we jump in, would you quickly bow your heads and close your eyes? Because I want to make sure that every single person in here, you know where you stand with God. So if you're here this morning, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. Maybe you thought, well, I've gone to church. Is that enough? The answer is no. Well, I've read my Bible. I read my Bible. I pray. Let me just tell you, that's not enough. Because here's the truth. You can never do enough. It's not about what you do. It's about accepting what Jesus did when he died on the cross because he shed his blood for you. The Bible's very clear. There's no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood. In the Old Testament, it was an animal, but that wasn't good enough. So God sent his son, Jesus. Jesus came. He lived a sinless, perfect life, yet he died to pay the price for you and I. And if we'll accept it, we can walk in his forgiveness and begin to live out the plan that he has for us. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So if you're here this morning and you do not know where you stand with God, you can leave here knowing exactly where you stand. We're not gonna embarrass you. We're not gonna ask you to stand up. But with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm gonna ask you to lift your hand. And then right in your seat, we're all gonna pray together. And when we say amen, you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt where you stand with God, that your sins are forgiven, and begin to walk out the plan and the purpose that he has for you. So if that's you, I want you to be bold, and right now, raise your hand and say, today I want to make that decision. I'm going to make Jesus the Lord of my life, and I'm going to leave you knowing exactly where I stand with God. Lift it high so that I can see it. Anybody else, lift it high so I can see it. Say, that's me. Today is my day. I want him. I want to know. Awesome. Okay, go ahead and put those hands down, and I want everybody in here to repeat after me. But you that lifted your hands, as you say this prayer, make these words your own. And let's just all repeat this out loud. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Today, I give my life to you. From now on, I'm yours. Forgive me and make me new. Thank you that you shed your blood so I could be free. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.